Welcome to Single Mom Mindset, the podcast, a place for choice moms, donor-conceived people, and non-traditional families. Now let's do this thing. Today I have a very special guest. Her name is Anika. She happens to be a fellow single mom by choice who is also the primary caregiver to her mother who has Alzheimer's. She is a real-life superwoman, super mama. She's incredible. So let's just hear her story. I loved having this time with her. I hope you do too. Okay, we've been trying to make this happen for a minute. I am yes. so glad it's finally happening. Yeah, me too. So if we can start right away with what made you decide to become a single mom by choice? So I spent a fair amount of time, I feel like sort of very loosely thinking about becoming a choice mom. I was trying to think about actually like when I sort of like came up with that idea in my own mind and I really can't track it back. I think it was always sort of just like a little bit of a free floating option. Um, I know I had like thought about adoption and fostering and also this idea that like maybe at some point I would use a donor and just like go for it. Um, And I feel like I have like snippets of memories of having those conversations and certainly like very clear memories of like guy friends who offered to be the donor and things like that. Um, But then it wasn't until like during the pandemic that I really like in earnest started really thinking about it and looking into it. I think there's so many of us that are like, hey, COVID happened. And it's like, you know what? Life is so short. We never know what's going to happen. Everything can be so unpredictable. Why not just make it happen? Right. What are we waiting for? Yeah. Right. I think there's so many of us. There's so many. And it's funny because our kids have the same birthday. Uh, do you share your mm-hmm. daughter's name on social? I do. Yes. Ella. Ella. Okay. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Love that, by the way. So, yeah, Ella and Leo have the same birthday, which I think is cool. And there's actually a few choice moms that their kids also have the same, which I find hilarious. I don't know how that happened, but it's like we all planned it or something. Um, (laughs) I think it's cool. But how has it been for you? What was your journey like to conceiving? Did you have an easy road? What was all that like? We can get into that. My conception journey was extremely easy. In fact, like so easy that I think that's part of why sometimes I've had to like sit with did I think about this choice like long enough was this impulsive <laughs> and have to remind myself that it was sort of like an undercurrent of something I've been thinking about for many years. Um, I decided to, like I said, right. So we were like a few months into the pandemic. I actually had moved to, back to my hometown um, because my mom seemed like something was happening with her. And um, I can get into that a bit later, but she seemed like something was going on with her. And I think just the sudden shift and everything, as you said, um, like really brought up for me this like desire to be closer with family. Um, and I think also like I had had this like very exuberant life. Um, prior to that, I was a case manager working with like formerly homeless folks and I was a hip hop dancer and I traveled all over the world and I yeah had like a fun kind of party life. And then I did like every single one of those things kind of went away. Um, And I had decided to move back to my hometown. And that was when I really started to like think about maybe taking this next step and was really sort of craving, I think, like a closer connection with family. And I started looking into, I really didn't have a great sense of like how I would want to move forward. So I looked into, you know, the cryobanks. I had a friend who was going through that process and I 
looked into like some online kind of anonymous like donor registries, but I was kind of put off by those. And I ended up joining a couple Facebook donor uh, and recipient groups. And I kind of liked that. Um, I liked that like someone could be tagged in a post and you could see that they were like a real person who had worked with other recipients in the past and kind of get a sense that they were, I don't know, it wasn't anonymous in the way that like the donor registry sites were. And it also wasn't expensive. It was like a very, very affordable process. And for me, that was like one of the things that I considered when I was figuring out which route to go. But it also just happened really, really quickly. Like I think I joined the group in November and I was just like learning how to track my ovulation. And I asked a question in December about it. And that same day, a donor who I had very briefly interacted with once in the past was like, you're going to ovulate like tomorrow um, and offered to like come and uh, like provide a donation. And I said no initially. Um, it was like a Tuesday. Okay. I was going to like fly him up. It was like right around the holidays in December. And I was like, this is going to be an expensive flight. Like I am not prepared to make maybe this decision in the middle of a work day right now. Uh, but in a very strange twist of circumstances, there was like a documentary crew that was doing a film about him. Um, not about him so specifically, but about uh, single moms by choice and other like more uh, often like queer folks who were going outside of sperm banks in order to find donors. And so they happened to be like filming with him that day and they offered to drive him. And I had like okay. a phone call on my lunch break with the director of the documentary and I really liked the documentary team and they ended up driving this guy, you know, seven hours to meet me and in the middle of the night. And yeah, uh, I ended up connecting with him and kind of shockingly, I was pregnant like within, you know, a few weeks. Oh my God. So it was only one shot for you. Mm -hmm. What? That's another thing that I'm hearing so frequently too. I think it's because you, did you go into it? Like, we'll see what happens. Or yes. were you like, no, I need it. It has to happen today. It has to be. No, see, I think that that's Not a key factor. Yeah. It's just like, we'll see. And you kind of let yeah. it happen, right? That's huge. Yeah. Wow. I sort of prepped for it almost like as if I was, I don't know, like going on a date. Like I, you know, like dressed nicely and had a beer and was oh like, you know, I was nervous. Um, sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was like quite relaxed about it. And I almost was. I wouldn't say ambivalent because I definitely, definitely wanted it, but I was sort of ambivalent about what was happening that day specifically. I mean, again, this was like very spontaneous. And so I do think like being super relaxed made a difference. Huge. Okay. So yeah, you've had quite the life. <laughs> and okay, are you writing a book? Because if you're not, you need to. About it, that's insane. Yes. I'll read it. And everyone that's listening right now is like, oh my God, get her to write a book because I <laughs> hip hop dancer, you're doing all these things. Okay. I want to that. Okay. We're going to circle back, but mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about how you're managing because obviously your daughter is too. Um, mm-hmm. You touched a little bit on the fact that, you know, your mom was acting a little bit different and you were wondering what was going on and kind of made you come back home. Can you talk about what that's been like and your mom's health and condition and how it is? being her caregiver and being a mom and all the things that that already entails. So I would say right around the time that I got pregnant, my mom got, 
it was like first, like she got about a diverticulitis, but she lost all this weight. And then it seemed like she recovered from that. Um, but what ended up sort of happening, long story short, is, and we didn't know until later, like what the name for it was, but she had sort of a sudden, pretty intense progression or not quite onset because there had been sort of small signs, but progression of Alzheimer's. So like very early into my pregnancy, suddenly like I was responsible for, you know, encouraging her to eat meals and figuring out like all of these different logistical pieces of her finances and just like day-to-day life. So that those two journeys for me started like kind of simultaneously. Um, And I wasn't particularly expecting that she would be like my most primary, you know, childcare provider or something like that. But I sort of thought she would play some sort of role in that way. And then it was very shocking that, you know, in the time since then, she's actually um, just moved in about a month ago to assisted living. Um, But she went from like a totally independent person to like someone who needed 24-7 care. And so all of that was happening while I was pregnant and then with a newborn and raising my child the last couple of years. And it's been quite intense. Um, It's actually just settling a bit now because she's now in this other assisted living facility where she's getting support from someone besides me. I'm also, I'm an only child. Um, My dad died about a decade ago. So it's been a lot, a lot. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. That's, that is a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not the same, but I lost my grandmother to dementia. um, And that was really hard. Again, it's nothing comparable to your situation. It's your mom and, you know, you're taking care of her and all that. That's, that's a lot. But I mean, kudos to you. You're amazing. But that doesn't negate the fact that that's a lot. And do you have anybody that you're able to kind of lean on to or? Yeah, part of my decision without knowing all of this was going to happen with my mom, of course, but like part of my decision to become a choice mom was that I had a really lovely, have a really lovely like friend community. Um, okay. And so I knew going into this, that was going to be the case. And I've had a lot of, it's not the same, obviously, um, as like having, you know, someone that you live with or like close mm-hmm. family, you can just sort of like rely upon. Um, but I have really wonderful friends, including one friend who had sort of offered at the outset that she would be my child's like nanny, so to speak. Um, and oh, wow. that was like the case again, up until about a month ago. Um, oh, so wow. it's been, I mean, I don't think I would have survived without that support until now. Um, and then I also did a lot of work just sort of like seeking out other communities. So attending support groups and, you know, mm-hmm. building a bit of an Instagram connected community and, mm-hmm you know, even just like going to a postpartum support group, like all of those things were really helpful throughout this whole span. Well, I'm happy to hear that you've made yourself a little community and you have great friends because that is major, but that it's tough. I mean, good for you. And I mean, if you ever need to chat or just like, oh my God, today's a really shitty day. I'm here. I hear you. It's, you know, I know you're not alone and I'm sure there's some people that are like, yeah, I'm, I'm living something similar and it's tough, but you know, we're here for you. We're cheering you on. And I hope it gets better and better and that your mom's in good hands and that you're able to kind of breathe a little, you know, because. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, yeah, having a toddler is a lot. (laughs) Um, But I will say like through all of the challenge and I I don't want to be like falsely cheery, right? There have definitely been days where it was like so, so, so hard. 
but there's yeah. also so much that's been like just beautiful and lovely and fun and, and in some ways like as much as it's been challenging to be you know both a single parent and a caregiver like yeah. there was also so much joy I mean having a child that like you love so much and like wanted so badly mm-hmm. it's just like such a I don't know a glimmer of hope uh, like way to bring for joy sure. in both for me and for my mom um and so while the workload is so intense and that's real like no denying that also like it would have been so much harder I think actually to be the caregiver for my mom without this like incredible outlet which is like having this like such loving little human to connect with and you know that's not the purpose of being a mom and feeling like I can't just like collapse and be sad or something like kind of have to keep going like one foot in front of the other and that's actually been like helpful in that specific way wow you put that really beautifully I like that that's really sweet no it's funny because I find that there's so much of the community like because we asked for it right Mm -hmm. because we planned and like we knew what we were getting ourselves into you know what I mean and it's like Mm -hmm. we're moms too any Mm -hmm. mom you ask I don't care if she's got four husbands okay or four wives or whatever her situation is motherhood can be tough it is beautiful it is incredible I wouldn't change a thing okay but Mm -hmm. it is tough it is trying there are challenges okay and it's I feel like we should be allowed to say you know what it's tough. Today was a really hard day. And especially if you have outside things that are also weighing on you or, you know, other responsibilities, it's a lot. And we're allowed to say it's a lot and it's a tough day and tomorrow will be better. So I yeah. like that you said that though, that she kind of helped your daughter helped you kind of mm-hmm. keep on trucking because you don't have a choice, right? In a way. Yeah. That's a nice way to put it though. That's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you said that you've had a lot of support from your friends. What do you do for work? I'm a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's not a super flexible job, unfortunately. I mean, I'm self-employed at this point. Um, that was also part of like this wild journey is that I bought like a little home. And then a few months into that process, my, like the company that I worked for tanked. And so I decided to uh, go into business for myself. So I'm self-employed, which has its benefits in that like there's flexibility and yeah, it's not dramatic in any way or any of the like workplace stuff that can come up. But also it means like, if I don't make money, like there's no money. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. and it's not a job you can so much like do with a child, you know, if she's sick or something like that. I definitely have to like lean on supports from other folks or take the time off. Oh my gosh. Okay. So you're like a real life rock star mother. We're just <laughs> going to say it. Okay, write the book. Oh my God, it's writing itself. Are you kidding? This is insane. Okay, so you're just a superwoman. How 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 do you? Because there's going to be tons of moms that are like, okay, but what's her schedule like? How does she do this? Because I want to do this, and you know, I have other responsibilities outside of motherhood, and huh? can I really do that with my job? How do you do it? I mean, you say that you have to kind of lean on other people. Sure, obviously that's a given. But how do you manage your time? Do you find like Sometimes at the end of the night, you're just zonked out on the couch. Like, how are you managing your time? Just advice for other moms that are thinking about doing this that are like, yeah, I think I'm benefited in that. I'm very flexible. Like I'm a pretty flexible person. Um, I like having routines, but I've really had to take on a lot of like, you know, as I said, I'm a therapist, right? And so like, I'm supporting people all day with challenging situations and kind of 
packing all kinds of stuff. And I think like one of the things that's been really real for me is like, I've really had to learn to walk my talk. Like, you know, some days it's like, there is absolutely no way that the house is going to get clean today at all. Like maybe not even some days, like let's be realistic. There are some weeks, maybe even months where, (laughs) and I, you know, I think I've tried to really manage like really prioritizing self-care sometimes even when it feels like it shouldn't be prioritized. I, you know, I think actually today is a great example of that. I had a cancellation earlier and my house could use like some cleaning. And I was like, I absolutely, I'm going to go take a walk because like, I'm going to feel better if I go take a walk than if I focus on cleaning the house or, you know, really having to like use, I use a lot of like self-compassion strategies with myself. I, you know, try and be like really, really kind in my own head. And I think that actually just makes like a really tremendous difference that, you know, the days are sometimes challenging and difficult. And like the thing that I need the least is like to be my own worst critic during any of that. Um, So I think that's been a big part of it. I mean, I also like try and be thoughtful about how I manage my time. I try and be flexible. I am fairly efficient as a person. And I think that has like served me well in this chaotic circumstance. Um, Yeah, like I've really sometimes had to say to myself, like, this isn't going to be challenging forever. Like let's wait and see what tomorrow feels like and, and just sort of like let the day simmer a little. And then often I do find that like the next day is easier or, you know, like that there might be just like something I needed in that moment to actually like make the day better, which might be something like taking a walk or relaxing in front of the TV or calling a friend or any of those things. We're just going to take a quick break to talk about Single Mom Mindset. It is a program formatted for women that are considering becoming single moms by choice. That is having a baby on your own. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably already knew what a single mom by choice was. But if you're at the beginning of your journey or you are considering starting your journey and you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, you're Googling like crazy, trying to figure out what it is that this actually entails, look no further and join the program at the link below in the show notes or at the link on my Instagram page. If you're not already following, it's at Candice Catherine. That's at C-A-N-D-I-C-E. K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. That's on TikTok or Instagram. I'm much more active on Instagram, however. The Single Mom Mindset program will provide you with absolutely everything that you need to know. That is choosing a donor, what to expect from your fertility visits, how to handle family members that may not exactly be on board with you breaking tradition in this way, what it's going to be like to actually raise a child that is donor conceived. There are so many things that you might be thinking of or possibly haven't even considered yet that need to be thought about if you're going to be a single mom by choice. Every single thing that you need to know is inside of Single Mom Mindset. And if you use the code MAMA20, that's M-A-M-A-20, you'll save 20% at checkout. So you can grab that at the links below. I'm so excited to have you on this journey. Back to the show. I think I, I read somewhere when I think it was another choice mom. She said like just lowering the expectations a little bit can make a huge difference. Like we see all these like Instagram moms that are like crushing it all the time. And it's like I no one's actually doing that all the time. You you can't be on all the time or you're gonna burn out. Uh-huh. That's just it happens to everybody. You can be on maybe, but then you're gonna crash yeah. in six months or whatever it is. And then that's 
horrible for everyone. Yeah, I read this really great book um, called How to Keep House While Drowning by Casey Davis. And the author um, like really talks about, and I found this mindset, especially in this like time period, so helpful, which was like that your life and your home and everything else is there to serve you. You're not there to serve it. And so the goal is like functionality over, I don't know, appearance or obligation or something like that. Right. So like, you know, it matters a little less if the laundry sits in the dryer for a few days, because like, it's still totally functional there, actually. Like if the clothes are clean and I can get them out, like it doesn't matter so much that they're maybe sitting in the dryer and, you know, having some of that kind of like shift in mindset I found has been helpful because I have, I've had to be really clear about, and this is true in so many ways. It's true of like how I spend my time, who I spend my time with, you know, the kind of interactions I want to be involved with. Like, I just have to be discerning because I only have so much energy and I want to use it for the things that really matter to me and to my family. Yeah, for sure. I think as we get older too, I'm realizing that too. Like it's time is limited. Mm-hmm. For <laughs> like, sure. I really don't want to be spending it doing things that I, that don't bring mm-hmm. me joy. And sometimes, yeah, there's things we have to do. Sure. But for the most yeah. part, you know, prior prioritizing joy and things that actually let you mm-hmm. up because why not? Life's short. And our, we're teaching little children, little people, how to live their lives, right? They're mimicking us. And if we're always cleaning and always stressing about the little details that are unimportant, they're learning that too, yeah, right? Definitely. Well, I like that. And we're going to tag that book. I'm going to ask you for the name of it again after so we can tag it just in case people want to read it. Sounds great. Um, so yeah, do you have any last minute things that you want to add any advice any tips any anything for the mamas that are listening I think really one of the biggest like tips for folks who are considering this journey is just to really like go for what feels right for you and you know I chose a less conventional method I would say right I like found a kind of random guy on Facebook and went that route but it was the method that felt right for me I didn't want a particularly like medical sort of experience and you know sometimes I've had my own sort of fears that there would be other judgment from folks about that and I haven't found that to be true actually and I'm really glad I didn't let that sort of stand in the way of doing what felt right for me and going after this um so I mean I think that's like one thing that I've thought a bit about but the other part is yeah just like leaning into like your own capabilities and I don't know like you know said earlier something like I was a rock star mom or something like that but also like I'm just a person like putting one foot in front of the other like figuring out what I need what my family needs on a daily basis and like I would really empower folks to like stand in their own ability to know that they can take things on if there's something that's really important to them if having child is important to them if you know pursuing something like this is meaningful to know that like you have it in you even though there are sort of these like external challenges that can definitely arise. Well, I mean, it's just like anything that you do in life, right? If it's something that you really want to do, you're going to be met with some challenges. Like that could be anything, you know, mm-hmm. talking to anybody, whatever you want in life, right? If you want it enough, you're going to do what you got to do and face those challenges head on. I like that. I think that's really great. Um, I like to tell moms too, that if well, women that are considering this journey, that you feel called to it, for a reason. I have friends that are like, motherhood is just not for me. And they don't feel called to it at all. You know, the idea of children Mm -hmm. is great. 
and my best friend mm-hmm. she's anti to my kids she's anti to her sister's kids and she loves it but she doesn't feel called to motherhood and i think that's a beautiful choice too you know yes right so definitely. it's you you're if you feel called to it it's for a reason why not explore it see where it leads you and like you said in the beginning too you were considering fostering adopting right yeah. and maybe that's going to be the path that works out for whoever's listening you know there there are options and you don't know where it's going to lead you so don't ignore those feelings because you don't have a husband or a partner or your life doesn't look perfectly set up yet or you know it's important to just kind of explore i think it's huge yeah definitely. yeah well, cool. Thank you so much. Um, do you you want to share your Instagram handle so people can check you out and go follow and see what you're sharing? Yeah, that sounds great. I have an Instagram where I'm documenting sort of my journey as a single mom by choice and also as a caregiver to my mom. And the handle of that is the sandwich caregiver. So um, and there's periods between those three words. So it's the sandwich, yes. which is S-A-N-D-W-I-C-H-E-D period caregiver. Perfect. And I'm going to tag it at the bottom of the show notes too, so people can just click right away and just it'll be led right to your page. I wanted to add a little memo at the end of this podcast because I have talked to several choice moms or women that are on this journey and they feel overwhelmed with their choices um, when it comes to uh, the donors and should they use a cryobanks and should they use you know uh, anonymous donor should they use non-id should they use id all of these things there's a lot to think about and again i share all of that inside of single mom mindset the program but i do want to touch on safety and i don't want to um ever shame somebody for their choices. I am full in support of everybody making the choice that is right for them, that they feel called to most. Um, but just, I, I feel called like in a mama bear way to just urge you to be careful when you're making such a huge choice, make sure that legally you are covered. Um, just, you know, have your ducks really in a row when you're making a choice like this, because it's a lifetime decision. And, yeah, I'm just sending all the power to all the mamas and all the women that are on this journey. It is a huge thing and it's special. And, you know, you have the power to stand in your independence and feel empowered. Um, but yeah, just please, please make an educated choice when it comes to choosing donors and so forth. And be careful because with the rise of single mothers and the rise of choice moms, of course, there's going to be rise in, you know, people that want to take advantage. So be weary, be careful and stay diligent. Sending so much love to you. Have a great week. See you next one. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review and come back next Thursday for an all new episode. Bye.